Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. I'm burning brighter than the sunlight. You orchestrated my escape. Now I'm awake. I feel alive for the first time. You ignite the fire in my eyes. Okay, welcome. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the Brother Marcos Radio Show. We are broadcasting directly from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brazil, the land of the Olympic Games. Oh, yes, we are talking to the whole world. And I appreciate the fact that you are taking your time to listen to me. And uh, we hope to have... Uh, I, I think we're going to have a great, great show today. We're going to talk a, a little about the way... Uh, that the worship of the Virgin Mary is leading the world into a new world religion. Yes, with, with lots of uh, links to occultism, my friends, and Gnosticism. And links that I think not many people really understand or realize at all. So it's an important show in a way that it will open your eyes. But before we do that, We're going to talk a little about some of the things that are happening right now in the world. That's, that's what we do in this show, usually. And uh, usually we, we talk about, you know, news and uh, things that are happening during the week, in the first part of the show. And we have our main topic in the second part of the show. And, of course, this week the, the big news is the Olympic Games, and they're taking place here in Brazil. I have written an article for the website of my friend Henry Macau. Yeah, he doesn't like to be called Henry Macau. He says that, that, that his name <laughs> rhymes with tobacco, so it's Henry Macau, okay? And... Um, So I have written an article about the, the, the opening of the Olympic Games. And we know that uh, both the World Cup and the Olympic Games in the last, maybe the last 10 or 20 years, I would say 10 years, they have been used to display occultic symbols. And basically, they are used like a ceremony like a religious ceremony for occultism, okay? Lots of uh, satanic occultic symbols, and uh, they're displayed to the whole world to see. And uh, occultists, my friends, they believe in the power of symbols, okay? That's why they, they, they have their amulets. That's why they have those horrible drawings of, uh, you know, pentagrams and all those stupid things. Because it's a way, my friends, that, that the demons have tricked, us, tricked them to believe that through those symbols, they will control uh, the, the demonic powers. Okay, of course, nobody ever controls demonic powers, you know, <laughs> in their own power. Only through the, the you know, you, you can defeat demonic powers in the name of Jesus Christ, but you cannot control them, all right? And so it's a light, it's a bait that, that, that Satan uses in order to give those people a hope, 
a false hope that they're really doing something, that they have real power. And so that's why they like to put those symbols in the, the, the occultic, in an occultic ceremony that is presented to billions of people. And basically the World Cup and the Olympic Games, they are like the best opportunities. They also do that during the, the especially during the shows in the Super Bowl. I like to call it Super Bowl, okay? But, you know, some people like it. <laughs> it's a matter of taste. But anyway, they do that especially for the Americans, all right? But for the rest of the world, it's all about the World, world Cup, which is a bore, too, I'll tell you. And, and the, the, the Olympic Games. It's because, you know, it's every couple of year, they, they, years, they have the opportunity to, you know, do, do these magical tricks in front of one billion people. And uh, we have seen in the, 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 the Olympic Games in London, England, the, they had this, the lots of symbolism, horrible thing. There was a phoenix. It's what, it was all about the Antichrist. It was all about the, the you know, uh, witchcraft. There was a magic mountain that they have there in the, 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 the you know, Great Britain. I, I don't remember the name. There's a magic mountain full of mysticism because it's, it's the island of the witches there. You know, you know the occultists. They love Great Britain because they they really believe that that's the island of the druids of the witchcraft. You know, so it's an island that has a lot of occultic power and tradition. So we had lots, lots of witchcraft in that ceremony. I remember that horrible. Did you remember that horrible dead baby? Dead baby, a giant dead baby that they had in the stadium. I mean, com completely crazy thing. I, I, I guess everybody was watching that and thinking to themselves, "What? Is, what the heck is that?" And they had the same baby displayed in the opening of that tunnel between Switzerland and in Italy. You know, a couple of months ago. Do you remember that they had this ceremony with several different heads of state? from Europe there and they had this demonic satanic uh, ritual there in order to open that tunnel and, and the baby was there because that baby my friends is the Antichrist is the Antichrist okay he's the new man the, the God that, that will lead people into a new world order a new religion but here in Brazil it was more you know I was expecting something more occult and uh, you know uh, we still have the, the 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 you know the closing ceremony. <laughs> you know maybe they will have occultism in this closing ceremony. I am surprised that they didn't have the Orishas, the African deities. You know I think they will appear in the closing ceremony. Let's see. But anyway, it was more like a message of Marxism that we had here in Brazil, very in line. With, with what the Pope is talking about, Bernie Sanders in the United States, Black Lives Matter, and uh, because I think that's the, the you know the message that they want to broadcast all around the world. It, it's a message of uh, basically of uh, diversity of uh, all the religions being in one, and we can have social justice. 
and we need Marxism. And um, so I think that's what's in the agenda right now. So I think it's interesting to, to pay attention to those things because they give us an idea of what the globalists, the Illuminati, the elite is thinking, uh, you know, for the future, for the near future. So let me read from the article here. Olympics hype highlights grim reality. Okay, they had, there's a picture here of the, you know, the fist, the Marxist fist. They had the Marxist fist there, my friends. And they had this, like this, this favela scenario like it's a good thing you know favelas they they are a horrible place you know because you know who rules the favelas criminal gangs so usually there is one guy there the head of the mafia in that place and he decides who lives and who dies okay and uh, he's and sometimes people think they're the benefactor because sometimes they give gifts to the children you know things like that but they're all drug dealers you cannot build your your shanty, your shack at the favela without the permission of the head of the mafia there. You cannot, my friends. There's no it's not romantic, it's not beautiful. Okay? It's just a place where people are oppressed by criminals, where they live in uh, you know in filth, in the misery in poverty, okay, it's not a beautiful place, but you know, the leftists, they say it's great to live in a favela, it's romantic, it, it, it's original, alright, it's exotic, oh yeah, they do that, because in this way, my friends, they can be controlled, they can be controlled, they remain ignorant, they don't know how to vote, it's easy to control poor people, people living in the ghettos, because they're always thinking about the next meal, all right? Money for the next meal. So if you give them free lunch, they will do whatever you want. Middle class, they don't like middle class because if you get to, you know, to be a person in the middle class, you start having thoughts. Thoughts about individuality, about freedom, about individual rights, and they don't like that. Political participation, education, no, they hate, they hate it, okay? So they have the, this big sculpture of a fist, which is a symbol of communist violence, okay? And, uh, and also, uh, it was a, a kind of, uh, they were pay, paying homage to the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, yes, it's like, you know, we are giving them our support. So here it is. The citizen is told he's participating in a new paradisiacal world while the global satanic elite steals his freedoms, his rights, and his money. Brazil presents a fiction of a tropical paradise with beautiful women and a happy, immoral people content in their submission to the global leaders. Passivity is the key word here. You know, you know guys, why Brazil is important in the new world order? Because, you know, if you live there in Sweden... If you live there in, uh, you know, in the Baltic states, in Russia, or if you live in, you know, in Scotland, I mean, everything there is gray, it's cold, you know, it, it's it's not a happy place to live. Okay, it might, it might be beautiful. I think it's beautiful. It has tradition, have history, and everything, but it's not, it's not, it's not fun. 
Okay? So Brazil, it's like great for propaganda. Because, you know, you show them the beaches, beautiful women, bikinis, all right, the nature, everybody's always happy, carnival. You know, it doesn't matter that this is a big lie, okay? Because Brazilians, they're sad right now. They're so sad, okay? There's a lot of Brazilians. The majority of Brazilians, they hate samba. They hate carnival. I mean, nobody will tell you that. Because there is this image, okay? So they use this image of the happy Brazilian who lives in a paradise, you know, because they follow all the rules of the globalists, all right? That's a place of diversity. It's a place of gay rights. It's a place, you know, of sensuality, where you can be happy, uh, you know, even living in a favela because you are making a better world. Do you understand that, why Brazil is important? That, that's the importance of Brazil in propaganda, all right? But my friends, this is, a, this is an old, old trick. We see here Juvenal, the Roman poet. He lived, my friends, in the first century after Christ. First century, all right? And he, he, he wrote this already long ago from when we sold our vote to no man. The people have abdicated our duties. For the people who once upon a time handed out military command, high civil office, legions, everything now restrains itself and anxiously hopes for just two things, bread and circuses. Punen et circenses. Bread and circles, my friends. That's the way they control reality. The elites there, they know what people want. Just give them bread and circuses. And the Olympic Games, my friends, they are the circles of the 21st century. All right? So the games have begun, and we, what we saw was the usual globalist garbage in the ragamuffin opening ceremony. Lots of Marxist discourse, the usual occult symbols. Oh, yes, they had occult symbols, okay? They had the, the, the all-seeing eye once. Not many to be frank okay to be honest not many but they had the all-seeing eyes but and they had the, like the the, the the tree of life okay the cabalist tree of life was there the usual occult symbols in brazil being presented as an exotic place where poor promiscuous people are happy living in favelas the slums and smelling the scents of the tropical jungle the flowers like little monkeys eating bananas and fornicating with each other. This was followed by globalists' warnings about climate change. They talk a lot about climate change. Can you believe that they make the Olympic pyre smaller so it would consume less fossil fuel? I mean, <laughs> come on, how hypocritical can you be? This is demagogy. They talked about sustainability, support for the refugees, you know, all, all the things that, that they have to, to talk about. So you see, my friends, it's all coordinated. Nobody has, you know, an individual opinion right now. They must follow the same script. It's exactly the same script all over the world. All right? Since the ceremony was planned by the now defunct Marxist government, you know, the, the, the impeached president that we have here. It was, it was all planned by her party. The whole discourse was leftists. Two corny singers, 
I, I hate these singers, and uh, who are staunch supporters of the Workers' Party, and who received lots of money from the government. I mean, people hate, people hate those two singers because, you know, they are, they supported the corrupt former president. They are all Marxists, and they make like millions upon millions uh, from from money that they get from the government. Okay. For example, the, the guy here, he got almost $100,000 to sing there in this opening ceremony. And this is money that comes from the poor people of Brazil who are starving, okay? And those guys, they're multi-millionaires. Okay, one of them, a former minister of culture. Oh, yes, because that's the way they do. The Marxists, they use the artists. It's just like, I mean, they do that in, in the United States, too. They use all the artists from, from Hollywood. Here they, they, they use a lot of artists from the TV, soap operas, and, the, and music. Defense of the rights of blacks and Indians, feminism, and even a scenario of favelas instead of the classic Sugarloaf Mountain and Christ the Redeemer. Can you believe that Christ the Redeemer was nowhere to be found? I mean, we're talking about Rio. This is the most iconic, the most famous image of Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, that's how, how we pronounce it. Rio de Janeiro. So that's the most famous image in Rio. And it was not there. Because, of course, it's a, it's a statue of Christ. They don't like that. During the scene celebrating the beauty of our people, Italian, German, and other European immigrants were left out. The spectator would think that Brazil was created by Indians, blacks, and ironically, Japanese people only. Was it a party or a political rally? I'll tell you, it was a political rally. You know, stupid, stupid opening ceremony. But you see here, a recent poll showed that 76% of cariocas, cariocas, they are the citizens of Rio. We call them cariocas. I mean, three quarters, 76% of cariocas don't give a damn about the games. What a result in a city that has been involved with its preparation for years. Years, my friends. They built a lot of things there. You know, because they like to build things because of the corruption. You know, they, they, they spend lots of money for the construction companies. And the construction companies, they give the paybacks for the politicians. Okay? So they built like a, a new subway line, lots of new buildings, a museum, lots of different things. But even with all this construction, people don't care about it because you know, they are suffering. In the rest of Brazil, this number must be in the 90% range. The excited crowd, the world watching on TV at the stadium, paid thousands of dollars for a ticket. So they better be smiling a lot. But they don't represent the people here. You see, m many people there, my friends, it, it's like 20-25% of the people you see there watching the Olympic Games, they... They got those tickets on um, promotions, or they are government officials, or they, you know, they, they work for NGOs, or they got the sponsors, you know, uh, companies that sponsor the the games. Uh, I know a person that works for a for a big company here in Brazil, multinational American multinational company, and uh, he was selling. Tickets for the opening ceremony for two thousand reais for it's like 
$700, he probably got that because they're sponsoring the games, you know, so they get, he's a marketing director, so they get, you know, all those, those tickets, so lots of people that you see there, they didn't pay, okay, locals know the wretched state their city is in, after 14 years of federal Marxist government, and corrupt municipal and state leaders aligned with them. They were all buddy-buddies with, with Brasilia, with the capital. In, in only six months, they saw 97,000 robberies. Just 2016, almost 100,000 robberies. Someone pointing a gun at you. 534 a day. This is a 59 increase over 10 years ago in spite of 40 billion reais being invested or wasted in crime prevention in the last decade. I mean, it's all in the hands of the drug dealers, my friends. You know, they don't care. They don't care. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a sham. It's, it's, you know, horrible what they are doing in Rio. Why would Brazilians celebrate? Federal government has been one Point one billion dollars in 2016 only. You know they have spent a lot in in the other years in the games. The athletes' accommodations ended up costing five times more than expected, and the subway line, 21 times more. Can you believe? And, and they almost didn't open the subway line. 21 times more. Okay. I mean. It's just one price to build the, the thing and 20 times the price for bribes and corruption, okay? And everybody knows that. That's what the Marxists do, okay? They steal, steal, and steal. Since business involved with the games didn't pay taxes, one can double that amount, okay? Because they didn't pay taxes. Compare this with the paltry 700 million spent in sanitation and sewage in the country. 10 times less. 10 times less. In the whole country, okay? Not talking only about Rio. Almost half of Brazilians lack sewage collection. So you don't have sewage collection, but you have a plasma TV, okay? A LED TV, flat screen, where you can watch government propaganda in the, at the, in the Olympics. So you see, I mean, we are cattle, my friends. Cattle. Or maybe cattle in the cattle ranches, they have sewage collection, maybe. I mean, probably. One would think the left would try to raise the living standards of the poor after 20 years in power, but instead they glorify poverty. So people stay ignorant and easy to control. They claim the only legit Brazilians are the favela people, preferably black ones, ignoring the rest. I mean, if you are from European descent, like maybe everybody here in Sao Paulo, in the south of Brazil, it's, you know, you're not a real Brazilian. That's what they say. They explicitly say they hate the middle class. They say that. There's a professor here in the university, very famous Marxist. She says that we hate the middle class. Because we're against communism. You see? We want to educate our children. We want, we want to work hard. We want to live in a place where, you know, your effort is rewarded. And not, and not 
you know, just because you're black or because you're Indian or because you're a Marxist or because you're gay, then you deserve, you know, what they have. They have quotas for university and they have quotas now for public service. Oh, yes. You know, and they won't stop until they destroy the middle class in Brazil. Instead of removing people from favelas and providing education, leftist NGOs teach kids to play African drums. Oh, yes, this is, you know, play African drums, dance, you know, all those things, because they're beautiful, they're exotic, you know, let's, let's teach those, those, those black kids to play African drums, because they don't have the right to be educated, to become doctors or engineers. I mean, they are racists. Because I would love to see the black, black children from the favelas becoming engineers and doctors. I would love to see that. So they could move out of the favelas. But they don't want that. Because once they start, you know, to moving ahead in life, they would stop voting for the Marxists. But European tourists, they love, they go to the favela tours. Oh, yes. They love to see the little animals in the zoo. You know, stupid Germans and Swedish and, you know, people that come here and they think it's so exotic to see that, the, you know, the, the kids playing drums. Ah, go to hell. Come on. You're alive. Those people, there are not animals. Okay? They deserve more than that. Even though I live only 25 miles away in Sao Paulo, I never took my kids to Rio to see the wonders of nature. And yes, the nature is beautiful indeed. I, I mean, Rio is it's probably the most beautiful city in the world. I mean, Paris is amazing. It's beautiful because of the buildings, you know, and the architecture. San Francisco is fantastic because of nature. But Rio is it's really, really beautiful, my friend. My friends, but it's a, it's a horrible city in a, this perfect place, <laughs> you know. So the trip is not worth the danger and the hassle. Oh yes, I I could pick up my car and drive four or five hours and be there, you know. But I know that if I try to park anywhere, people will try, to, you know, to ask me for money. It's like you try to park anywhere, and and there there's one boy two two kids that come you know it's 10 give give me five dollars because i'm gonna watch your car you know there's no place to park anywhere everything is expensive you know lines to go everywhere so you know and you can be robbed you know anywhere in the city anywhere and they just come and they take your things and, and you know and leave it's like i mean Playing daylight. I mean, they 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 have no they they have no problems robbing you, my friends. So conclusion: Last week, hundreds of thousands of Brazilians again demonstrated in 20 states, demanding an end to government corruption and jail for former corrupt President Lula, who's still free, at large, laughing at at all the Brazilians because he's got like. 20 lawyers, one of them, he makes, my friend, something like 12 or $14,000 a day. That's how much 
this lawyer costs for President Lula, but he's stole, he has stolen so much money, he doesn't care. Okay, and he has the guys in the Supreme Court, especially two judges there, what you call justices in the United States, they are in his pocket. Oh, yeah. So he, he has not been arrested yet, even though, the, the, you know, everybody in Brazil knows he's a criminal. So the games obviously obfuscated this event. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people again in the streets demonstrating against corruption, but then you, you have the games. So bread in circles, okay? Let's not talk about corruption. Let, let's just celebrate. Anyways, it's becoming harder for the elite to tell us everything is all right, when it obviously is not. Especially because the internet, okay? They don't like, they don't like the internet. They, their only effective solution will be to completely censor the internet, like the Chinese will soon do with their new web score ID system. Yes. You know what the Chinese want to do? They want you to have an ID and you will only be able to access the internet with that ID, okay? But that ID will tell the government if you are a citizen that likes their dictatorship or if you are someone, you know, who's complaining too much. If you start to complain too much, if you talk about freedom, if you talk about freedom of expression, if you don't like corruption, my friends, you know what will happen? You will lose your ID. You may end up in jail. That's what the Chinese want to do. I mean, the Chinese is the prototype, is the model for the New World Order, okay? It's a dictatorship. It's evil. It's an evil, evil system, okay? It's a demonic system. I don't trust, I don't trust that government. They are dangerous, my friends. Okay, but that's what they want to do all over the world. Because people, you know, they know about the corruption because of the internet. Because the media, they will not talk about it. With the exception of a couple of magazines, maybe. They will not talk about it. Alright? Because they are controlled. They are controlled by, by the big banks, the billionaires. Alright? Our window of opportunity for change is closing. So we'd better make the most of it. Oh yes, that, that's what our brother Kapow says all the time. We don't know for how long we're going to have this kind of show or podcast. How much longer they will allow us to be talking about what we're talking right now. Okay? Because they don't like Jesus Christ. Oh yes, my friends. And uh, many things happen. And, and it's an ongoing battle. I want to talk a little about a thing that is happening here. Changing the subject, subject but staying in Brazil. There is this congressman, my friends. <laughs> He's a pastor, okay? So, so you see how religion and politics, they never, you know, they never go together. There's always a problem. This pastor, he's a prosperity gospel pastor. His name is Marco Feliciano. And, uh, and now, my friends, he's being uh, accused of uh, trying to rape this girl but you know once again the, the completely shady story full of holes 
you know, lots of lies. You, I mean, you can tell it's it's some kind of uh, trap that was uh, was really developed by the left here. So, so you know, she, she this girl uh, said that she was raped, but she's a pathological liar. You know, people that have the Munchausen syndrome. You know, you lie, lie, lie because you wanna you, you want people to to pay attention to you. You know, you're attention seeker, okay? Americans, they have a... <laughs> they have a good expression for this kind of woman, but I cannot really... I cannot really tell tell you what it is because it's profanity. But it's basically she's an attention seeker, okay? And, uh, and she has a history of accusing other people of being rapists, okay? Everybody wants to rape her. And this guy, I really don't know if she was not his lover. It's very possible, okay? And uh, they say that he tried to give her money, all right? And he says that he never did that. But you see, my friends, how you have to be constantly, constantly aware of the danger because the lion is all the time looking for someone to devour. And if you, for a moment, let your guard down, if you, for a moment, let sin creep in your life, I don't know if that's what happened with that pastor and congressman, okay? He will take the opportunity to bring you down. That's what I tell, you know, I tell this to my friends all the time, you know, some guys, they may steal for years and years and nothing happened. Nothing happens to them. They just keep stealing. They just keep doing bad things, you know, and they get richer and richer. Of course, they're going to hell. Of course, sometimes they can be ran over by a bus. But, you know, but many times they just keep stealing and stealing doing the wrong things. But if you, my friends, you who are a Christian, if you do that once, you're going to get caught. Mark my words. Mark my words. Because you don't belong there. That's not for you. You see? And that's what's happening with that pastor. That, that's, what I, that's what I think. So, you really must guard your heart. You really must pay attention to what you do, to what you say. All the time, you know, when you wake up, put on the whole armor of God so you will not fall during the day. Before you, you make any decision, pray, meditate. I mean, meditate like with your mind, with your reason about what you're going to do. Think about the consequences. That's what, what it means to be a sober person. And the Bible tells us to be sober all the time. All right? If you're not sober, my friends, if you just think you can get away doing stupid things, you're very, very wrong. Okay? So let's see what happens with, you know, it's all over the news here. They want to bring down this man because he is anti-abortion. He's anti-gay rights. 
I don't like his theology. I don't like the way that he asks for money. But I like the values that he supports. You know, and they want to bring down the man because of that. So I, I pray. I pray for him and I pray for the causes that he's supporting. Okay? But I think it's it's a great example you know he had no business exchanging whatsapp whatsapp messages with that lady and he was ex exchanging whatsapp messages you know with her he had no business doing that so if you want to you know especially if you're a pastor if you work with a christian organization never meet a woman if you're a man never meet a woman by yourself always have someone else by you Okay, because the devil is always, always trying to look for for ways to bring you down. All right, that that's the that's the lesson that we have. All right, okay, we're gonna stop for a minute, and uh, we will be back. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fifthhookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fifthhookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fifthhookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! Welcome to the Brother Marcos program on the Kapow Radio Show Network. We pray that you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Kapow! Are you serious? All right, my friends, we are back. And uh, we're going to talk about a little about the occultism that is all around the church, especially, my friends, this big problem about the Mary worship. All right? So, I mean, occultism. All around us, okay? All around us, they, they, they try really to, you know, to, to distract you. That's what we talk in this program all the time. In this program, we try to show you, okay, that the Christian life, my friends, is all about faith in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice at the cross. And then after that, it's a life of submission. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. So the life of a Christian is a life of obedience. You know, once you are saved, what you do? You obey the commands. You know, and it's not, not easy. Okay, it's easy being a Christian until the point when it's, you know, it starts to bring you financial loss, loss of friends, loss of opportunities. And many people, they're Christians only up to that point. And they, they stop being Christians. You know, they keep going to church, praying, all right? But when it really takes some kind of sacrifice, they stop being Christians. And I'm talking about pastors, I'm talking about, about missionaries, I'm talking about very pious, holier-than-thou people. Okay? Because it's when the burn meets the road that we really see if that person is a Christian or not, if he really loves the Lord or not. I don't know exactly what is the border here, what is the limit when you stop being a Christian, but it's a dangerous place to be. 
I don't know, maybe you can lose your salvation. There's a debate about that. Maybe you have not even been saved at all. Such a dangerous place to be. If you think you are saved and you are not, maybe it's the most dangerous place to be in the whole world. So, my friends, that's what they want to do. They want to distract you, okay? Because you need focus. Do you understand that? You need focus to live the Christian life. We just talked about it. You need to carefully examine all your decisions. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the biblical thing to do? What would Jesus do? You know, I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of silly the way that people were using this, but, but it's a biblical concept. What would Jesus do? Or what would I do if I love Jesus? What would I do? What would a good Christian do? All right? So you have to, to have concentration, focus on your life. And live one day at a time. Because it's hard to follow Jesus. Only one day is hard. Do you understand what I'm saying? Forget about that crap that Rick Warren tries to sell you. About your purpose in life. You have a purpose. And then everything is it's okay because you found your purpose. This is propaganda, my friends. Because the Christian life is lived one day at a time. And just to live one day in a way that is pleasing to God is hard enough. Okay? Don't underestimate the hardship and the effort that it takes to be a good Christian. Okay? So that's how you live it. You focus. You live one day at a time. You carefully think about your decisions and your actions. And you know, at the end of the day, you say, thank you, Lord, for getting me through this day without a big blunder, without a big you know, problem or screwing up everything. But they want you to be focused you know, in fantasies. You know, when the Bible talks about fantasies, do not, do not follow, do not be entertained by, by old wives' tales and fables. I mean, the Bible tells us this. You know, but what they want, they, they want you to believe that the Christian life is not a life of submission, like a, you know, like a child that trusts his father. That's what we do with God. We follow him, we obey his commands, we make sacrifices if it's needed, but we trust that he will take care of us. Because he said that. He said that he takes care of the little birds. So he's going to take care of you if you obey, if you remain faithful. That's the, uh, you know, what the, the whole Christian thing is all about. But they want you to believe in prosperity gospel, which, you know, in, in, in mysteries, in fables, in tricks, meditation, contemplative prayer, you know, so you can manipulate God. Basically, this is witchcraft, my friends. Brother Kapow said that in his last show, and he's absolutely right. Trying to manipulate God, all kind of manipulation is witchcraft. All right, and that's what they do. They try to manipulate God with tricks, with things, you know. And here we have Jonathan Ken. Do you remember Jonathan Ken? You know the Judaizer, the rabbi, the the man calls himself a rabbi, even though Jesus said to call no man rabbi. 
So he disobeys Jesus Christ and calls himself rabbi, okay? And we know he's a liar, a false prophet. He prophesied that the world was going to end last year. It didn't, all right? Lots of uh, lies and, uh, you know, crap about the blood moons and things like that. But, you know, he has a new book now, and it's called The Book of Mysteries. Oh, yes. It's going to be published. It's going to come out in a few weeks, all right? He's the guy that who wrote The Harbinger, The Mystery of the Shemitah, all right? He says he's a prophet. Yeah, he gets extra biblical revelation from God. Oh, yes, he's a prophet. He says... Jonathan Kahn is known throughout the world as a prophetic voice for this generation and for the opening of the deep mysteries and treasures of God. But you see here, when you see this kind of thing, pay attention because mysteries is all about Gnosticism, okay? What, what does Gnosticism say, says? It says that, you know, if you know a, a, this mystery, the secret knowledge, you're going to be enlightened, you're going to become a god. You're going to have spiritual development. But Jesus Christ, he said that everything that he taught, he taught in the open, in daylight, nothing in secret. That's what Jesus said. So who's right here? Jonathan Kahn and his mysteries or Jesus Christ, who used to preach and teach in the open? Open daylight. Open for everyone to see and understand. I ask my friends, you know, the, the, the advertisement of the book says, enter a life-changing journey to uncover the mysteries of God, the secret of the ages. The secret of the ages is Jesus Christ. That, that's the big secret that the Jews didn't know about, that Savior would, would come in human flesh. That's the big secret, okay? And not this book. The hidden keys to open the door of a life of joy and blessing. You know who has the, the, the door the, the, the keys to open the door? It's Jesus Christ. It's not hidden. This key is not hidden. It's available to all. It's known throughout the earth. And the fulfillment of your destiny. You know who's got my destiny in his hands? Jesus Christ. That's where you know he has my destiny in his hands. He takes care of me. And not your stupid book of heresies. Servant of Satan. Jonathan Ken. Yes, my friends. The book of mysteries. Is going, it's going to be a devotional book. Just like the Jesus Calling. They love it. Okay, Beca You know why they love these devotional books? Because once you are reading from this poison every day, you are not going to the Bible by yourself. Do you understand the trick here? The trap that the enemy prepares with the, this kind of devotionals? Because basically you block the Holy Spirit from telling you, you know, things like go to the Bible, read this, this book of Corinthians or read the book of Romans. You see what God wants to show you here. You know, you're blocking the work of the Holy Spirit in your life because you're stuck with this stupid devotional book 
365 days of the year. The book of mysteries opens up with a traveler and his encounter with a man known only as the teacher. The teacher takes him on an odyssey through desert mountains, valleys, gardens and plains. Encounters with nomadic tent dwellers, caverns and ancient ruins, chambers of scrolls and vessels. The reader is taken along to partake in the journey and in all the teachings and revelations. I mean, this doesn't it really sound like guru, a guru, an intermediary between you and God. You know, you you need a teacher. Even though Jesus said, do not call anyone a rabbi. Do not call anyone father. Why? Because we have direct access to God the Father through Jesus Christ. We don't need this crap. We don't need a guru. We don't need a priest. Jesus Christ is our priest. Okay, the traveler keeps a journal in which he writes down each of the mysteries given to him by the teacher in his one year odyssey. You see, guys, this is all about Kabbalah because Kabbalah, you know what, what, what they say, it's a journey. You know, you climb up the tree of life, the Sephiroth, and you encounter, I mean, wow, through meditation, occult practices, all right, self hypnosis, all right astral traveling, occult practices, and then you go out of your, your body and your spirit goes to places, you know, and see things, and you end up seeing a different, what they call angel, but it's actually a demon, and you need to know the magical words, you need to know the name of the angel, so he will give you, he will open your the doors and you can move ahead and climb up the way to Gnosis, to Revelation, to Enlightenment. You see, my friends, it's basically Kabbalah. He's teaching Kabbalah. Okay? A journey of teachings and revelations and mysteries. You know? And then you will learn things. Because that angel will tell you things. That's how they, they have written the Talmud and all the, the you know false religions. That's the way it works. All right? All right? And in this article here, I'm going to post this article, facebook.com slash radio. I will also post this at the 5th Hook Media Facebook page. You, you can reach me at uh, radio at gmail.com. But you see, guys, that's how it works. The question is, to whom and what are we devoting our time to each day? Ought we not be having devotionals to God through the daily reading of Scripture? Of course. Of course. Imagine if you discovered a treasure chest in which we were hidden ancient mysteries, revelations from heaven, secrets of the ages. I mean, come on, my friends. The answer to man's most enduring age-old questions. I mean, that's the Bible. You see, it's all about Gnosticism. Hidden keys to unlock secrets. Yes, my friends, this is very, very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. He talks about the leper king, the seeker of the third prince, the house of spirits, the mystery of the rings. You know what's what the danger here too? 
is that you really, you know, put fire in a desire to know occultic things. That's behind all kind of occultic Gnosticism and, you know, this desire to understand how the, the occult world works. It's very dangerous stuff, okay? Oh, yes. And uh, so, what can we do? I mean, reject Jonathan Kahn. I mean, false prophet. False prophet. He is teaching Kabbalah. All right? Very dangerous, my friends. But then we come, I mean, to our main subject today. We have here, we have here this, uh, this news about Roma Downey. Roma Downey, do you remember her? She was the star of that TV TV show called Touch It by an Angel, right? I mean, lots of problems in that in that TV show, you know. She never talked about Jesus Christ. I mean, I personally I have watched some of those shows, okay? And I never saw anyone really receiving Christ in a biblical way. It was all about angels around you, you know? Do you know that, that, that the Bible tells us, you know, warn us about not being involved with the worship of angels? Because that's very dangerous. Because we have, we have, have holy angels who do not accept any kind of worship and who are faithful to God and who only do things and work when God asks them to. And we have evil angels who do their thing. They do their own thing. They are they are the, the demons, okay? You, you can, I mean, we can talk about, you know, demons, difference between fallen angels and demons, okay? But they are servants of Satan, okay? They're fallen angels. So she had this, 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 this you know, TV series, all right? And he's, she's going to receive her star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay, I mean, actually, tomorrow, August the 11th, all right, and uh, okay, you know, she, uh, she has a degree in New Age Studies, this woman, Roma Downey, I think it's uh, so interesting that her name is Roma, because Roma is the name of the city of Rome, where the Catholics are, you know, the headquarters there, it, it's in Rome, we call Roma even in Portuguese and Italian. That's the real name of the city, Homa. And that's her name too, okay? And you know who's going to be there? America's pastor, Rick Warren, the apostate. Oh, yes. Warren, who has had Downey speak at his church and gives glowing accolades for her theologically impaired television series, <laughs> A.D., Apparently, sees no problem with pairing up, endorsing, or promoting false teachers. Oh, yes. Of course, he's the one who speaks at the Vatican, talks with, with the Pope, invites New Age tantric sex gurus to address his congregation. So, I mean, he's a complete apostate, okay? We know that, and he's in bed with the globalists in order to use the, the, the church to change the world, for, to create the new world religion for the Antichrist, all right? 
And, uh, you know, he likes, you know, to promote the gay agenda. So that's Rick Warren. You know, it doesn't matter that First Corinthians 5 says, uh, do not associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he's guilty of sexual immorality or greed or an idolater, reviler, drunkard, swindler, not even to eat with such one. But it doesn't matter. He likes the, the tantric sex gurus. Okay, so, you know, she's there. She's a graduate of New Age University of Santa Monica. And, you know, she teamed up with a well-known television psychic called John Edward. Oh, yes. She produced a children, children's prayer and meditation CD book where she prayed the entire rosary while her and Edward explore its power. So here we're starting to see contemplative prayer. And we have a link here to this CD and book. It's called Practical Prayer. I'm sorry, Practical Praying by John Edward using the rosary to enhance your life. Do you remember we talked about the Anglicans, the Anglican Church of North America using the rosary? Oh yes, my friends. Why? Why? Because in occultism, the path to God is not through obedience, submission, and faith in the Word of God. No. In occultism, you can only climb up the tree of life, the sephiroth, the magical steps of Hinduism in, in several different dimensions. You know, if you do occultic practices, especially yoga, meditation, mantras, and, and a repetitious prayer. You know, doesn't matter that Jesus said, do not use, do not pray in vain repetitions, because they don't care about Jesus, what Jesus says. They care about what their spirit demonic guides say. That's why I say contemplative prayer is so dangerous. Because it's not one thing that is alone, that is just this mistake or this small error. No, it's connected to the whole set of false doctrines and demonic activities of occultism. You know, it's a package. It comes together with other horrible things. Okay, this book explores the power of the rosary as a tool to bring focus, energy, and creative thought into your everyday life. For many people, their daily lives are a dark place, with an even darker future. I mean, your life may be, because my life is not dark, because I have the Prince of Peace. I have the source of all light in the universe, who is Jesus Christ. I don't need your stupid book or your stupid beads your rosary okay so he says that if you do the rosary you're going to illuminate a path for each individual all right so that's my friends this is the guy that wrote several other books he's a you know he is a psychic median new york times best selling book crossing over sold half a million copies and uh, several others here, you know. 
his books, his other books, Infinite Quest, Develop Your Psychic Intuition to Take Charge of Your Life. It, it means really listen to demons because they'll tell you what you do. Okay? Another one, understand your angels and meeting your guys. I mean, it's a manual for you to meet a demon that's going to be the Lord of your life. Okay? Another one, infinite quest. Develop your psychic intuition to take charge of your life. Again, listen to demons. They'll tell you what to do. And that's the man. That's the man that this woman is partner, partnering with. And Rick Warren is there. Do you think she, he doesn't know what she's doing? Is he stupid? I mean, of course he knows. Of course. Of course. But she, they, they believe that Roman Catholicism is a valid expression of Christianity. That's what it says here in the article. Ex exactly. Rick Warren is there with the Pope all the time. He's a dangerous wolf and any teacher or Bible-believing Christian who cares about others should expose him. Ephesians 5.11 I agree that with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Because you know, my friends, this thing about Mary worship is much more dangerous than, than it appears. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because it really comes from Hinduism. Alright? And uh, I, I think I will have to develop this next week because it's such an extensive problem. You know, but basically, my friends, it's all about Gnosticism, okay? What Gnostic people they believe. And they believe, my friends, they, they are parallel to Hinduism. Alright? They're parallel to Hinduism. And they believe, you know, that up above there is this abstract God that I like to call the, him the cosmic bubble because it doesn't think, it's not a person, it's just, you know, an energy. It's the force, you know the force from Star Wars, alright? It's him, alright? And then they believe, they believe that there is the, this trilogy of uh, Shiva, Brahma, and Vishnu. You know, it's, it's like a triad, right? A, a kind of satanic trinity. And they say that Brahma is like the god that, that creates things, makes things work in the, this universe. And then you have, you know, uh, other forces. You know, some of them bring you upwards and some of them bring you downwards you know so shiva brings you downwards you know and you have the other forces that bring you upwards so it's all about you know how much you travel in in this this spiritual ladder kind of ladder okay stairs that you climb up all right and that's basically the parallel between gnosticism and hinduism and you climb that that's stairs the stairway to heaven do you remember and she's got a stairway to heaven led zeppelin the satanists they like to sing that stairway to heaven so you know how you climb that stairs 
with rosaries, for example, what she's doing right now. Contemplative prayer, meditation, astral traveling, listening to spirit guides, occultic practices, rituals, all right? Lightning candles, repetitious prayers, all right? So you, you see, my friends, what I want you to, to, to tell you is that, you know, the Gnostics and the, the, the occultists, and they say you have to believe in that. They believe that God Jehovah is just another name for Brahma. It's the God who created things, but he doesn't want you to, de- to develop. He is very, you know, jealous. He's evil. He wants you to stay where you are, just an, as an animal, right? Right? But they say that the goddess Sophia, which is, is like the eternal feminine, all right? So think about this. It's the woman. It's the femininity, all right? That's why, that's why you see so much talk about feminism, about transgender, about men wanting to become females, about the Baphomet having breasts, you know, the demon Baphomet, Satan having breasts and being a transgender. Yes, Satan is a travestite, okay? It's the Baphomet, goat head with breasts and the body of a man. Why this, Brother Marcos? Because they believe that you need to have this spirit essence of femininity in order to develop yourself spiritually okay that's Shiva that's what they call Shakti in Hinduism that's what they call you know the the principle the eternal feminine of the goddess Sophia do you remember that 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 book about the Da Vinci Code the end of the the movie of the book he the guy was there and he was worshiping the eternal feminine spirit. That's the whole secret of the Da Vinci Code. So, you know, they think that, that you know, God, Jehovah, which is represented by Christianity and the Bible, is evil. It wants you to stay where you are. So you need the feminine spirit of the goddess. You know, all the witches, they worship the goddess. We have the Gaia worship. The earth, they wor- worship the goddess earth. Ecology, it's all about the same thing. You know? So what they do, my friends, they want you. You know, what, what they say here, this is from a, a book from people, f- from Fritjof Schwann, which is one occultist, very, very famous occultist. He says, Maya is the maternal power, Shakti, through which divine understanding acts. So you can only understand God. I'm not talking about Jehovah, okay? Because Jehovah for them is the lesser God, okay? That, that unknown God, the cosmic bubble, all right? You have to understand him by the Kriya Shakti, the creative power inherent in Brahman, the supreme principle. But that's what they say. Maya is also identified with wisdom or Sophia. You see, the goddess... It's the goddess, you know, it's like, you know, you, you have already realized that this goddess is Lucifer, okay? It's just like Lucifer, you know, he says that he will bring the knowledge and the wisdom to mankind. He's the Prometheus, 
who brings fire to humankind. He's so good, he's so nice. He's nice, he's not jealous like, like God Jehovah. He wants you to have the knowledge and the light and the wisdom. So it's going to bring this wisdom to you if you only follow occultism. In Roma Downey, rosary beads, and John Edward, you know, contact, contacts with demonic spirits, and Rick Warren, uh, you know, tantric sex gurus. Then you're going to have the light of Lucifer for you. You know the light that the Masons love? Yeah, if you're a Mason, you go there, they will ask you, what are you, you know, what, what are you seeking here? And you have to say, say, I seek the light. Then they'll say, okay, you can become a Mason right, right now. Masonry is from the devil, okay? Have nothing to do with that. So that's what they say. Maya is also identified with wisdom or Sophia at this concept is understood in the Judeo-Christian tradition. In this sense, Maya is understood to be the mother of the avatars. You know? She is the one who brings the spirit guides to earth. That's what they say. The term Shakti means fundamentally the efficient energy of the supreme principle envisaged in itself or at a given ontological degree kind of i mean they love to use complicated words but basically what they're saying here okay is the maya brings god to man and they go on they say as imminent and latent liberating power the shakti is called kundalini you know the demon kundalini the snake coiled up snake because it's compared to a sleeping snake it's awakening the human microcosm is affected thanks to yogic yoga okay practices of tantrism so you see they say that the spirit luciferian spirit the feminine spirit of the shakti all right of the goddess sophia is in the kundalini snake in your ass basically Sorry for the word, but that, that's what they say. And you do occultic practices and you're going to wake up that Kundalini serpent. And the Kundalini serpent will rise up to your third eye. And then you're going to be enlightened. But it's all feminine, my friends. As for Tara, who's Tara? Tara is the mother of the Buddha. Okay? Transcendent wisdom. She's the mother of all the Buddhas. And a savior or savioress, you know, it's not Jesus that brings you closer to God, is the feminine Tara, hence Shakti. In the sa- and now we have here the conclusion, okay? Thank you for bearing with me because this is kind of complicated. In the same way, Mary has been qualified as the mother of all the prophets in co redemptrix. Not to mention the epithet of Mother of God. This last example shows us that the Shakti can be a human person, an earthly and, post- and a posteriori heavenly woman. So you understand here, we got where I wanted. What they are saying here is that this eternal feminine, the goddess Sophia, you know, who's the only one who is interested in our spiritual development, you know, the mother of the Buddha, it's all the same thing. She is the Savior. 
It's exactly what the Pope has told us. Pope John Paul II, he said that Mary was co-redemptrix. You know, it was not only Jesus that is the Redeemer, but Mary is also a co-redeemer or a co-redemptrix. Do you see how it works? Do you see where Mary worship comes from? When I was little, when I was young, I used to think, well, they're only, Catholics are only wrong because, you know, they, they think that Mary is going to talk to Jesus. This is wrong. But it's much worse than that. Because they believe that Mary is a goddess. More than that, she's the most important God, God of all. Because she's the only one that can develop you spiritually. That can keep, bring you closer to the cosmic bubble. So you become a God too. You understand how dangerous Mary worship is? It has nothing to do with Christianity. Nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. This is Hinduism. This is occultism. This is Gnosticism. And that's what the Catholics are bringing under a facade of Christianity to you. Okay, Roma Downey, she's there teaching you to pray the rosary to Mary with Rick Warren. She is the mother of all prophets, of course, because, you know, she's bringing the knowledge of God to them. And she's the mother of God. That's what they tell you all the time. And they say Shakti can be a human person. You know, it's like, you know, we Christians believe that God, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to incarnate in human flesh. All right, to save humankind. What what they say is the Shakti, the eternal feminine, came down from the higher dimensions and appeared as Tara, the mother of Buddha, and as Mary, the mother of Jesus. Do you understand that? So how do you Climb up the stairway to heaven. How you develop yourself into this enlightened being? By worshipping Mary. Like Roma Downey. Like Rick Warren, is, who is supporting her, is telling us to do. So you see, my friends, this is the new world religion of the Antichrist. Understand that. It goes through Mary. And Islam, through Sufism, they also believe in that. They believe that Fatima, Fatima is the daughter of the Muhammad, the false prophet, demon-possessed person who created Islam. They say that Fatima also is the eternal feminine. So you see how it can really bring all the, the religions together? You're going to say that, say that Mary is the same as Fatima, who is the same as Tara, the mother of the Buddhist, the, the Buddha. And you're going to say that, you know, he, she is Shakti of the Hindus. So everybody should worship her with occultic practices in order to develop spiritually and become gods. And better yet, if you're a man, you better be a transgender. You better, you know... Embrace your feminine side. You see where it all comes from? 
this whole talk about being in touch with your feminine aspect. And now we have transgender, Bruce Jenner, you know, all this talk. Do you think these things, they just pop up from nothing? They're all together, my friends. They're all together. I mean, not only you're going to go to hell, but you're going to become gay before that. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's a satanic plan, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's a satanic plan. You're gonna, you're gonna become a faggot, and then you're going to hell. Well, that's only the mind of Satan could devise such an evil plan. <laughs> I'm laughing, but this is a disaster. It's terrible because you know it's all over us. It's all over. It's all about feminism, okay? So you're now you're gonna see this thing in a different, completely different dimension, okay? in a whole new perspective. Okay, so pay attention, my friends. See how things are connecting. You know, the religion of the Antichrist is being developed right in front of our eyes. So, do not be fooled. Pay attention. It's right here. You know, Jesus is coming back. You know, he died for you at the cross. He died for you at the cross. If you believe in him, your sins will be forgiven. Okay? And God, when He looks at you, He will see the holiness and righteousness of Christ. And then you'll be able to go to heaven, to live with Him. Because, you know, sin has no place in heaven. If you feel, really, if, if you don't feel, you don't accept yourself, you think, you know, what can I do? I'm good for nothing. Okay. You can borrow the righteousness of Christ. Use the righteousness of Christ. It's like a cloak, you know, a robe of righteousness that you can wear. And he's offering salvation right now, right now. Read the Bible. Read the, read the Gospel of John. It's there, you know. This craziness of uh, the eternal feminine is a lie from the devil. All right? You don't need rituals, you don't need tricks. You need faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross. Okay? Thank you very much for your attention. I hope you have learned something today. Thank you very much. And I hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.